Hi guys, thanks for joining. Just getting set up. Um, and the Moon Man, how's it going? What's going on, brother? What's going on? Not too much. Just uh, waiting a little bit for the before getting started. Heck yeah! Found gotta it. get it going, man. I had to support, dude. Thank you so much for allowing me to be up here, man. I had to be on time. I set my alarm too. I was like, I gotta be there. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I the only alarm I usually respond to is like actually I don't usually use alarms ever so this is a very interesting time for me setting up the schedules for for things at night I'm like okay this is new this is new but thanks for joining I really appreciate it hey, thank you for having me I, I really appreciate it as well I'm so glad that uh that Ash reached out and I, I wouldn't even have known about this because that's a, that's a weird thing about Twitter spaces, right? If, if you're not following, if I'm not following you or you're not following me, um, unless we have a mutual friend, like we'll never know that we're even doing spaces. There's so many spaces going on, but we would just never know. But, you know, she mentioned it and said, Hey, I'm tagging them along. So, you know, I'm here, she's not, but you know, it's totally okay because let me tell you why, because anytime we always have a Twitter space set up, me and her, I literally will be like so late. So I don't know how I made this one, but I'm here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll take it as a good sign. Um, actually, I'm curious, would you be up for like doing a quick intro of um, of yourself and like the final frontier? We can we do it um, later when a little more people come in. But I just am so impressed by what you guys did uh, on Sunday which is yesterday, because today's Monday. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I loved it, just for more people to hear about what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, first of all, I want to say uh, thank you, as always, for bringing me up here. Um, and actually, that guy in the audience, Sly, as F, uh, crazy. What's up, dude? Uh, I literally just followed him. He's a, he's like a big-time streamer gamer, dude. So that's nuts that he's in here. This is crazy. Um, but I see some of my homies down there in the audience. But uh, yeah, so let me give an introduction of who I am. So I am the Moon Man. I am the operations officer for Final Frontier. We are a decentralized autonomous organization Organization in the Star Atlas metaverse. Um, what is Star Atlas? Star Atlas is a blockchain game that allows people to have the power. Um, it's one of the first of its kind, right? We all know about Axie Infinity. If you don't, basically blockchain gaming is you, it's different from the normal gaming because instead of buying a game for 60 bucks, playing it for four years with your friends or however long you play it for, and you don't really get any value from it other than you had good times, you shared memories with your friends, and that's really about it. You know, you put a bunch of money into it, uh, something like Fortnite, nothing against Fortnite. I love Fortnite, but you know, you buy all these $20 skins over and over and over again, and you can show them off to your friends, but you don't actually own these digital assets because that's what really what they are, but you don't own them. Um, so what blockchain gaming allows you to do is it gives power back to the people. You buy this, in this case, you buy a $20 ship. You now own that ship um, digitally on the blockchain. You can, if times get hard, you could sell it. It might go up, it might go down, but you know, the, 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 the resting price of these $20 ships in Star Atlas that anybody can get in on, um, generally are always going to try to stay that they're, they're going to, there's so many of them, they'll generally stay that price. Right. So, so, so this game allows you to buy a digital asset, you own it, and then you can actually earn money from it. Um, you know, uh, you can, you know, play the ship missions that are coming out, uh, the mini game, it's called score. It's coming out on, um, December 16th, this Thursday. 
I don't know if the exact time we'll be able to play it um, on Thursday, but it is coming out. But, you know, you can earn, you know, and um, let's say you play this game for three years with that $20 ship. You very well might make, I mean, we just don't know yet, but you can make so much money, right? It's just, it's just, it's just new. It, it really is disrupting uh, the gaming industry as a whole. There's a couple of AAA companies that are, that are, you know, moving into the metaverse and they're putting out, you know, job, job offerings for people to um, actually uh, to hire blockchain people. And then there's some of them that are not, I don't think steam's doing it. I think steam's kind of against the NFT thing. So that's kind of what's going on there with star Atlas and what it is. It's space, space exploration game, political domination. Um, And then real quick, what final frontier is it's like I said, in the beginning, it's a decentralized autonomous uh, organization and it's uh we've actually got the leader in here they're they're in here right now um his name is ardo um ardo is um you know just just an amazing guy he's got a background in martial arts uh, he's got a background in the military um he used to be in the whole uh, uh scene of modeling and, and and movies and so you know he's got a lot of connections he's a really good hearted dude and he runs the final frontier he did an interview on atlas theory uh, which is a YouTube channel that basically talks all about uh, Star Atlas and, and the metaverse itself. And so I seen that interview um, and he just, I was just blown, blown away because I've been in the community for about two months, hadn't made a home yet when it comes to picking a, a, a DAO, a guild, a team. And when I seen that, I was like, this is the place I got to be. I hit him up, joined the discord. Uh, he turned me into an officer and it's pretty much been to the moon since then. So that's what's going on. The Moon Man, myself, you know, I'm just a metaverse character and I plan on building everything out when it comes to music, writing, interviews, streaming, stories, podcast, all that. And that's the final frontier. I'm the Moon Man and that's Star Atlas. And so that's kind of all of it wrapped into one. <laughs> it's a really good time. Thanks, man. We're we're gonna um we're gonna go a little bit more into like the, the, the overview yeah, of Star yeah. Atlas, but that was a just a quick brief um sorry if it was too long sorry no (laughs) a couple of things just want to no no apologies for for talking and sharing your thoughts in this room this is a this this type this space was i just created this um monday weekly space i guess because i'm trying to learn as much about the web three space as possible and i find the community around it so awesome so please don't ever apologize for sharing your thoughts or or, or speaking so uh, but ash i'd love for you to introduce yourself and uh uh how you got involved with star atlas or or what you're excited about and then um we'll, we'll kick, kick it off into the rundown yeah absolutely so hi i'm sorry i was a little bit late i was I was in a meeting and yeah exciting things but um so hi everyone my name is ash um my twitter handle says hippo cryptic but a lot of people feel uncomfortable calling me hippo which I totally understand, and I'll probably be changing very soon. So you guys can all just call me Ash. But I am a community member within Star Atlas. I I started making, I make video content for them. I break down their town halls um, just so that they're easily understood for, you know, for everyone and other audiences. Um, I also recently started hosting Twitter spaces for the guild, which are the DAX within Star Atlas. And... You know, it's just been a really great time. I re- I stumbled upon Star Atlas back in July when I was researching all things the metaverse, um, digital fashion included, and I found them in 
a Luxo chat. Someone had recommended checking the, the project out. And once I looked into it, like I completely fell in love and just took this deep dive because the team has incredible vision with this project. Not only is it a gaming project, but they're building this functioning economy in the metaverse. And of course, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. So the space, futuristic space, space theme really pulled at my heartstrings. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry, I was a few minutes late. So I don't know how in depth Moonman went into the project or what it is that yet you wanted me to cover exactly, but very brief. I, I did it very brief. I kind of just said, um, uh, uh, what, what star Atlas is and how it's different from the normal gaming industry. And then I kind of, yeah, I didn't go brief. I, I didn't go deep. You go, you go deep. For okay. Me. Well, so I, I was going to say, um, I have, we can go, we can go deep into it, the elements piece by piece, mm -hmm. I think, because, um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a it lot. is a lot. It's a very big project. And, you know, honestly, like I, like I said, I've been in it since July and I'm still learning new things every day about it from the community and the team. So it's, it's a, it's a really big project with this grand vision. So yeah, if you want to just get into it, however you want to, yes. however so, you want to handle it, Appellate. Yeah. So definitely, um, I was going to say first, the only other thing I was going to share before we jump in, um, <clears throat> please, everybody in the audience, feel free to, um, request to speak to ask a question or comment or if you don't feel comfortable doing that just tweet at either myself or the other or a speaker or host um, to do that but i figured the way we would do this is just start talking about the overall like elements of the games like what the strategy elements the role playing elements and just some of the like actual core elements of it from like I, there's governance there's there's production there's um so much i'm just very curious to, to hear um and, and and ask questions about that and then um obviously there's the economic structure which enables the play to earn the atlas token the pol the polis governance token and then I, I, one of the things i'm so fascinated by you could you um moon man you mentioned it earlier it was like there is a lot of um uh like, I mean, there's a lot of strategy involved. And so I'd love to hear from you guys, like, what some of the guilds you're seeing. Um, and, and Ash, I didn't know you were hosting a Spaces for a Guild, so I'd love to hear about that. And like, so what are some of the guilds that are forming around this game and, and why? Um, and then, yeah, then we can talk about the mini game and just share some, you know, why, why we're all excited. Um, cool. So I figured let's, yeah, let's start with just like the, any Ash, feel free to jump in on this one or anybody else. Um, like, what are the strategy aspects versus the role-playing aspects of the games? So I just want to say real yeah. quick, I brought up, so real, real quick, like Moon Man's my, uh, he's my partner in crime. So I like to bring him around with me. He's incredibly say, knowledgeable in the project the, the as well. And, kill it. <laughs> and I brought, I just brought up Ardo, who is the co-founder of the Final Frontier, which is one of the large, our uh, large guilds within Star Atlas. And they recently just had that massive giveaway. I know you said you had caught the tail end of the giveaway spaces we had going on the other day at Palibu. So I just wanted to make sure we had enough like people up here on the panel to explain as much of it as we possibly can. So Love it. Awesome. Thanks for joining. So, okay. So you're wanting to know the, the strategy. I'm sorry. So start. Yes. Yeah, so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, did I? Did we lose Ash? 
she sounded like she was driving. Um, Moon Man or uh, Final Frontier, um, please jump in. So just yeah, give, yeah. give the group a brief overview, like the strategy elements, the role playing elements. Perfect. Um, so yeah, when it comes to role play, you're, uh, you know, in the mini game, it's, it's going to be browser based. It's going to be, um, you know, not the AAA quality and it's not going to be, it's AAA quality in the browser, right? But it's not going to be um, something like Star Citizen or No Man's Sky. You know, it's not going to be that uh, fully immersed um, UE5 experience, Unreal Engine 5 experience, but it will be, um, you know, the browser game. But when that time comes of the actual AAA quality, walking around, flying in your ship, going from planet to planet, basically you're going to have so many different roles. Um, you know, those roles range from... If I already even pulled up here on Discord, I, I can go through the list of roles. Um, you can have, you know, pirate, you can be a trader, you can be an engineer, a miner, um, a pilot, an explorer, bounty hunter, mercenary, scientist, sniper, retail manager, scanner, university profession, uh, professor, or even something like a janitor. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. You might wonder, like, well, where the hell does a janitor come into play? Um, so you're going to have in the future, you're going to have these huge, 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 really, really, really big ships. Um, they're called Titan ships. Um, those will go on auction uh, probably in a, in a couple of months, maybe even a year. And these ships are going to be enormous. You're going to be able to park, you know, some of the biggest ships on them, multiple ships on them. You know, the, you're going to have crew sizes of possibly a thousand you know, 500 to 1,000 uh, crew members on these large, large, large ships. And, you know, you very well might find yourself like, you know, I work a day job in in, in the real world. Um, I like the metaverse. I want to play Star Atlas. And you might find yourself like, I just want something to take me away from reality. Something as simple as just being a janitor, you know, and you can get paid in Star Atlas for that. You can get paid in Atlas or Polis for your your services that you're providing um, to this, uh, to the ship. And so, uh, to kind of, you know, touch on a role as a janitor and why somebody might add, or somebody might ask, like, how can you be a janitor? Right. Um, so there's just, there's so many different roles. You know, one of the ones that I'm, I'm really intrigued about is, is, is being a pilot and a bounty hunter. And then you have other people that might be an explorer, somebody that's, uh, uh, is going and scanning, uh, different planets and different sectors of this universe. And, you know, they're getting a map, uh, layout and a blueprint of what this unknown area looks like. And what you can end up doing is possibly um, getting that map, getting those uh, uh, that, that blueprint of the area and you could send it, or, I mean, you could sell it to these other guilds like the final frontier or like the Alessio family. And you can actually, you know, that's your service. You're, you're scanning places, you're finding places and you're selling these maps back to people who don't have those maps to, you know, uh, these uncharted territories, right? So that's just another role you could do. You could be a miner. You could be somebody that, um, you know, is, is, is mining the land that you that you own and you're paying taxes on it. And um, that's awesome. Um, I, I mean, I just want to share, like, for me, one of my favorite games is Red Atlas and some, uh, sorry, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption, sorry. I got my games mixed up. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. 
And yeah, one right. of my favorite things to do on there is like literally go fishing. Like it's the most relaxing thing in the world. So I can totally see why somebody is just like, I just want to be a janitor on this massive ship and exactly. earn a nice pay. Exactly. Um, so, you know, more power to you. You can be a janitor, you can be a, a, a governor, you can be a, an explorer. I love it. Love it. Uh, yeah. Ash, you wanted to add something? No, you're good. Um, you're good. So I, I, uh, I I was wondering, you mentioned a couple of different things, and there's definitely some elements to um, to this game that are very fascinating and just like really blowing my mind. Um, so you have like, from what I'm reading, there are like ships, there are crew members, there are equipments, there are components, there are buildings you can have, and of course there's land as well. All of these things exist in the world, and so some of the if you could talk about some of the guilds that are forming and how they're kind of splitting off around all these areas of you mentioned mining there's obviously combat there's exploration how are some of those uh how how are some of the guilds forming around all these different functions as far as the guilds um gosh i think there's there's anywhere from maybe like 40 guilds that have already formed. I was going to say, last time I've seen it was like 30. Yeah. 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 So every time I look at the guild projects, there's more and more. And a lot of these guilds, they specialize in things um, from, you know, shipbuilding to there's a pirate guild. I believe there's a bounty hunter guild. There's certain guilds that focus on, you know, finances. And their main goal is to help bring in people who maybe can't afford to get into the game themselves and they will be sponsoring them to get into the game. Um, there are sh- there are guilds that focus on data running. We recently spoke with someone in our last guild chat who focuses directly on data analysis and running information. There will be medic ships that will come out and rescue or I'm sorry medic guilds that will come out and rescue you if you do get blown up in space which sounds kind of crazy you know um there are also guilds that will be specializing in combat and be specializing in um protecting other guilds I know that and then there's the UMO right which is this alliance of I believe 14 or 15 guilds currently where they will be conducting trade with each other. They will be protecting one another when they go on long missions. Um, there is also the idea of this diamond planet, which is the fine mineral, mineral resources that they will be competing and competing for and mining to then in turn um, come back and sell for, you know, um, for Atlas. That sounds intense. And uh, you mentioned medics and you mentioned combat and mining and fighting. And I remember the last time we talked about this in a different space, there was like, oh, there are three zones. And one is a safe zone, one is not so safe, and then one is very much not so safe. Anybody jump in and share some more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So in the Star Atlas metaverse, there are three different zones. And this is how I envision them. Um, Guys, feel free to chime in if you have a different vision of them, but so the neutral zone is how I see it being more of the metaverse zone, right? This is where you're going to go and maybe for socializing, um, you're going to go to the the bars that they have in the metaverse. Um, this is where, you'll, where you will be conducting like e-commerce. Um, I'm sure there will be trade going on, just more of like the safe zone. You cannot be attacked in this zone, right? Then there's the medium risk zone where it's less 
risk but less reward. Um, if your ship gets destroyed in this zone, you, you will get it back, right? The high risk zone is much more high risk, but there's much more reward for going out into it. Um, however, the, the battles, I guess, going into this space are going to be a lot more intense and you do have the you will have the chance of losing your ships and your assets out there right if your ship goes out there in the high risk zone and gets destroyed well it's burned um so we call that um we call that playing for keys <laughs> playing for keys <laughs> playing for keys playing for keeps <laughs> yeah that right but so that's why the you know, the idea of the guilds is so huge within this game because if your ultimate goal is to go out into the high risk zone and try and grab the, um, the high, you know, the high rewards from being in this zone, it's going to be really important to have the community and the backing behind you that a guild can provide. Um, I personally wouldn't go out into the high risk zone by myself even as one and even as like a really skilled gamer which i'm not saying that i am but if someone was a really skilled gamer i think it would just be better to have the support of these other guilds around me protecting you know protecting each other and stuff like that so there's going to be a lot of strategy and i know that a lot of the leaders of these guilds are already already strategizing and this part of the game is still a few years out so it it's going to be crazy <laughs> all right i'm back I'm I'm just wondering if there's a janitorial guild to make sure the janitors are being taken care of and paid well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Probably. I'm sure there will be something like that at some point, right? We were we were talking not that long ago, and oh no, I was on a podcast this weekend, and someone was asking if there would be a medic guild, you know, that you could get paid to go on medic missions to then save people after they're in this like epic battle. And they were saying, absolutely, that's absolutely a possibility. And that's like kind of the great thing is there's really a position for everybody, no matter your interest in this game. So it's, it's a really cool project. Ardo, did you have something to say? No, oh, I was just saying I'm back and uh, just want to know if somebody had any questions for me. That's all. Oh, OK. <laughs> Sorry, I saw you on mic for a second. I, let me ask you a question, actually, Ardo. Let's talk about some like some of the core, like um, if you could get into like the economic structure a little bit for us. Like, given that you've been running this guild, like how are you thinking about earning Atlas or earning pol Polis? Is that, that's correct, right? Polis is the governance yeah, token. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How are you thinking about that, and what are the ways that you can earn either or you know either Atlas or Polis, right? Well, obviously, in the minigame score, you'll be able to earn Atlas as your ships deploy out, uh, obviously based on strategy. Obviously based on strategy. Um, and, and that's, you know, designed off of how you're using your fuel, your, 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 um, your fuel, your food, and your ammo. And... Once more comes out, you'll be able to use other assets to to earn uh, some Atlas. <clears throat> so more is kind of like the next patch update of the mini games. Real quick, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Did was it was the mini game explained to everybody? Real quick. No, no, please, please. Oh, 
Okay, so I, I'm sorry, Ardo. I didn't want to cut you off. I just wanted to point out really fast um, for everybody in the audience. The, so the mini game that is releasing December 16th is more of a gamified staking, right? So it's this is tier zero of the game modules. So it's very simplified at this point. At this point, you're staking your ships within your faction and you have to maintain certain levels, whether it's food, um, fuel, or what's the last one? I don't remember the last one off the top Ammo. of my head. Ammo. Ammo. Yeah. yeah. And you're just ma maintaining certain levels to, to then earn a yield. Um, so that's basically, right, it's very simple, the first rollout of the game. Is Once a good analogy for that, like, you're just essentially doing ship maintenance and or and 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 you know you're staking it giving it um for those who don't know staking is when you basically um loan your crypto back to the the blockchain i guess or in this case star atlas and essentially what i'm hearing is when you do that your job is then to just kind of maintain the levels of food ammo and fuel like you just basically ship maintenance yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's, it's very simplified with the first rollout when mining and land loop comes out I think they're planning what like q sometime next year late like mid next year is when they're planning um they'll be, that'll be a little bit more involvement you'll be able to start purchasing land and um set up your mining equipment so the strategy i think really will come down the line later i know that everybody's they're they're getting they're doing their strategy and stuff like now that now but the real strategy for the like the fighting and the transport and all that stuff will really come into play a lot later i believe but so sorry sorry ardo i didn't i didn't mean to cut you off i just wanted to make sure everybody knew what exactly um the mini game was no i asked you're fine you're perfectly fine um so she's actually correct so um a lot of organizations are strategizing now most of them are, well, a good majority of them are, I won't say making a failure, but it could be a big mistake to say, hey, we're going to wait until we know more to start planning because, um, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail, right? So spoken like a general already. Somebody's ready for battle. Jeez. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd rather have a plan that I can revise than not have a plan at all. So uh, when it comes to investing in the tokens, whether it's Atlas or a governance token Polis, um, let's not forget that they are cryptocurrencies and um, blockchain gaming is still new in terms of our cycles. I would, it would behoove you not to think that they're um, invincible to crypto winter. So what does that mean? Um, Bear markets are where you get rich. Bull runs are where you take the profits from getting rich. So a lot of people who load up quarter four of the bull run and they think that first 30 to 50% dip at the end is just a, a, a correction. And the next thing you know, they're 80% in a hole on their, on their profits. So Final Frontier... Uh, we'll definitely be focusing on a lot of our Atlas assets in the bear market going forward into the uh, the full version game. So, okay, so for the folks, you know, 
who are not as up to date on all this stuff. Definitely not me, because I definitely understood everything you just said a hundred percent. So just to just to keep it simple. So you're saying that your goal as a guild is when the bear market happens in the crypto universe, you're gonna start scooping up assets um, in preparation for the when the full game launches. So you're looking you're basically coming in like the housing crash picking up a buying up land, buying up houses. And then when the boom time comes, you're like, well, I got all the houses. I got all the, all the, all the land to use a metaphor. Is that fair? Yeah. That sound about accurate move, man. Sounds accurate to me when, um, accurate to me, um, you know, when we're in the bear market, to be honest, you know, we all know, you related that to the um, housing market, you know, when we're in the bear market, to be honest, it tells me as a crypto investor, things are just on sale. Technology is not going anywhere. Digital currency is not going anywhere. Digital assets aren't going anywhere. I say it's on sale and when we're going to scoop it up. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, still just thinking about the janitor guild and what they're going to be doing in the bear market. Um does anybody do you guys have any thoughts on how or can you guys share a little bit more about the governance structure of this because it's a map like in when i was reading the white paper this weekend you know i it was like it's a massive economy there's a lot of things moving right and you guys mentioned pirates earlier you guys mentioned bounty hunters earlier i mean it sounds like th- somebody's gonna have to be deciding who's a pirate and who's not who and then somebody's gonna have to be deciding well hey we need bounty hunters let's go pay them you know like I'm thinking the wild, wild west, you know, bounty hunters didn't just get money out of nowhere. Somebody had to go to somebody and say, hey, go track that person down. And it's, it's worth this. So could you talk a little bit more about the governance structure that's it, that, that you guys kind of see will coming to life? Like, is it is it run by just the people who created the game or is it more? Dis- I mean, I, I know it's decentralized, but um, is it how does how is that going to work? How are people going to decide or the game is going to decide? Who's good? Who's bad? What? What's? What's good? What's bad? How? How the economy will flow over time? So it's going to be slowly leaked into full control, right? And that's something that Wagner spoke on. Is eventually one day, Michael Wagner, the CEO, for those who are not aware, yes, yeah. So eventually one day there will be a total a total control of the people. So, uh, but what that the the Polish token allows the community to do is vote on things depending on which region you're in, right? So um, if you own Polis uh, in the mud faction territory, that might not give you control for voting in the Oni uh, faction territory. Uh, But enough of the token allows you to have an influence on the localized taxes, the tariffs, um, and being able to incorporate certain things into the metaverse down the road once the people have more control over over the star of this metaverse now i'm just thinking who's going to be running the newspapers and in, in this world because that sounds like a lot that's going to be happening and i don't um, are people that's my job okay great <laughs> you got a busy job you got a really busy job i was just I, I was just i'm just seeing like a vision of like holy crap like every like here's what's going on in that neighborhood here's what's going on in that neighborhood these two guys are fighting that now they're not like, that's a lot. That's a lot happening. Uh, you have a big job ahead of you for sure. <laughs> well, I'm ready for it. So <laughs> that's the benefit of being neutral with everybody. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
I want to check so, with and the I know audience. That you, were, you were asking, like, I think, I mean, because I know Moon Man, for example, is creating a bounty hunter, considered a guild, but he's creating a bounty hunter group as well. And I think what is going to happen, you know, you're asking how the economy and stuff is going to work. I think guilds, other guilds will be hiring people out. Um, well, so we're going to see a lot of that. So say if there's somebody, some, there's somebody that they want to go after their bounty hunter and hire them out to go then and grab that bounty for them. The pirates, I personally, I see the pirates, like it's the wild west. Don't put a bounty on me. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Never. <laughs> You know, Mike, I would never put a bounty on any of you guys. <laughs> but so I think we'll see a lot of, you know, hiring out for opportunities. Yeah, there's going to be. um. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be people out there that um, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I, that's the best way to sum it up. It's really going to be the wild, wild west because people got to remember um, not to scare anybody off, but, you know, it gets crazy in normal games. We all know this. We all know when you've got your Call of Duty team together and you guys are going trying to take out the other people, right? And maybe you're at an elite level of gaming, you know, or you have like EVE Online, you have or League of Legends, you have these all these elite gamers and even 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 average home players can do this too, right? It gets intense. It gets real, you know, and, and they're not even playing for money. So Star Atlas is, is going to be a game that you can enjoy, you can relax, and there's going to be places for that. But if you want some high really 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 high energy and high experience gaming it's going to happen here and there's going to be people playing with real money you can lose money you can lose uh your ships and you can also make a lot of money earn a lot of ships and earn a lot of rewards so it's going to get very serious um and very strategic and it's it, there can be parts of it that might get a little bit ugly i don't mean to scare anybody off but it's going to be a good time but it also will get very serious yeah yeah and i think you know there's a lot of really high skilled gamers and a lot of, you know, money being poured into the game at the moment. So they, everybody wants to protect their investments. Right. But I think that it's also important to, to point out that it's going to, it's a very fun game, right? Like when you look at a lot of the games that are being built in the blockchain gaming space at the moment, they, a lot of them seem like they're very um, simplistic. I think that one of the appeals to star Atlas is, the high level of strategy, if that's your thing, you know, the space aspect and the fact that they're truly trying to bring us a fun game that I think people will enjoy and want to keep coming back and playing. Yeah, I get I get that sense from listening to Michael Wagner, the CEO. He did an interview on, uh, I think, in October that I think is a really great listen. Uh, I'll, I'll share that. I'll pin that to the top of this. But it definitely feels that way because the the it really is the vision of what full metaverse gaming fe- uh, could be i think like there's a lot of roles that are that are in, up for grabs here <laughs> and it kind of blows my mind in some ways and so um that's why i was really excited to talk about this game and just like get, get into more of the details of it um i want to make sure uh, we get questions from the audience or any comments from the audience oh i see somebody just requested oh awesome i'm adding you I'm sorry, go ahead, Ash. No, I just wanted to say there's also, you know, and even if you're not a gamer or into playing the video games, there's still opportunity for you as well. Um, I know that 
there's been parts where they've incorporated digital fashion and there's been talk about like you know digital fashion boutiques popping up in the the neutral zone and stuff like that there's been talks of nft artists coming in and being able to create um nfts within the metaverse as well and sell them and you know there's really they, i know a lot of the guilds like some of them are looking you know they're looking for authors to help them write their lore they're looking for blockchain devs like there's so much going on and there's so much room and there's so much building like it really offers an opportunity for anybody um, depending on what it is that you're looking for awesome could somebody pin um a link to the I think where people are gathering is a discord, correct? Um, for those who are interested in learning more and just, and jumping in. Um, and I, we, we lost our question asker. Yeah. What well, would you like me to pin? I can pin it. Yeah. I was just saying the link to the discord so people can join. And I think that's from what I read, that's where all the guilds are forming. Yeah. Well, the guilds, each guild has their own discord. Um, so, and they don't have, you know what I'll do? So the, we can pin the discord link for star Atlas up top, but there's also a few research reports that break down the guilds that are nice and what they're looking for and, um, what their goals are and stuff like that. So, and that one's from the, the one that I'm the most familiar with is the one from Atlassio group and they are the. Metaverse Mafia. They're the Mafia-themed DAC within Star Atlas. So I'll go ahead and pin that one up to the top, and then we'll pin the Star Atlas Discord up to the top as well. Nice. Awesome. So I, here's a question from me. I've I've always wanted to play multiplayer games, um, multiplayer online games, but they've always been kind of a little bit too intimidating, and figuring out the right guilds to join, whatever, has always been a little bit weird. So if, you, if you're somebody like me who hasn't played these types of games before, right? What types of games, like, do you think um, having experience with will benefit you in the in this world? Uh, for those who are like, it sounds like a couple of people, you guys are really um, experienced in this type of gaming world. So what are some of this, the like gamer skills, right? That transfer well? Uh, say the question one more time. I was literally posting the tweet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, I was asking, what are some of the gamer skills that transfer from other games into a game like this? If you're not, um, if you're new to this multi massive multiplayer online world, and you're not, you know, you didn't play Eve Online or World yeah. of Warcraft, what are some of the skills that you right. can transfer over? I really think, um, first and foremost, I, I believe if you're a first person shooter. Uh, player, I think that's going to transfer over quite well because you know a lot. Of, you know, right now we have a mini game coming out that's going to be you know ship missions, and then when the full game does come out, you're going to have flying your ship around. But people also forget that there's going to be boots on the ground. There's going to be people play, taking over different planets. Or you're going to have guns in your hand. So being a first person shooter, um, playing Call of Duty, playing Battlefield, playing Halo, playing um, Apex Legends, these are all going to come into play if you are, you know, if you do play the EVE Online or League of Legends or or um, World of Warcraft, that's, you know, strategy and uh, domination, that's going to come into play. Um, and even like Ash was saying earlier, you know, uh, even if you're just like a Second Life, right, uh, player or like a Sims player and something like uh, Second Life, if you are like a graphic designer and you make 
clothes and you make uh, uh, different furniture and and you work with uh, designs and 3D models and, and stuff like that, you can real you can really earn a real income in this game because like digital fashion, like she was saying, and, um, you know, let's let's even let's even go this far for content creators. Um, if you happen to be somebody that makes music, right, or if you happen to do podcasting, or if you happen to do uh, some type of just creative arts, right, you're going to be able to implement that into the game. Um, you're going to be able to host concerts if you're a, a, a singer or, or a recording artist and have people pay admission to get in. And then now you're literally doing a concert for people in the metaverse and, and they're all standing as like their little sim character, right? Like, woo, woo, woo. Um, <laughs> if you're an artist, you're going to be able to sell your art and, and, and hang those on the wall of, you know, possibly your ship or your, your home planet's uh, a, a base station, right? Or, um, you know, what, what else out there? I mean, just anything you can think of, it's going to be able to be done because you can have a house uh, for, you know, a big old uh, a stage where you can, um, you know, you can, you can, you can put your uh, a podcast video or, or your YouTube video, just anything you can think of. Literally, this game is going to allow you to do. So, you know, you don't even have to be a gamer to come and play this game. Anything, any skills that you have outside of this game in the real world, there's going to be a way that you can bring them into this game. So really everything. If, mm-hmm. if, if you plan on going out um, and discovering anything beyond the safe zone, whether that's just exploring space itself, whether it's going to another planet and what could possibly be there. Um, well, first of all, two, two of the skill sets you're going to want um, out of your group or, or guild are leadership and followership and uh and no i did not make up that second word um followership is something that is going to be needed of the members because there are real assets at stake here right these assets are worth real world money and so um organizations are going to need to listen to the leaders who are out in in uh, performing missions um you're going to need to execute radio silence so that those who are needing to communicate can clearly hear each other multitasking. So if you've played world of Warcraft and you've raided or you've done PVP uh, arenas, things of that nature. Um, I, I, I did some, some uh, pro guild time in world of Warcraft. Uh, I've also had the opportunity to be ranked in uh, mythic dungeons. If anybody in the audience has played mythic dungeons in uh, world of Warcraft, you understand what I mean by having the ability to multitask. And I think that it will be a primary skill that's necessary once you leave that medium going into the hard space. I love that perspective. And I think what you're saying is like leadership, followership. That's what makes this game so dynamic because, you know, Moon Man, you were just talking about some tangible um, um or rather not tangible, but like hard skills that you can transfer. And then what you're talking about, um, I keep, I keep, I'm sorry. I, I forgot your name. Um, what was, what was your name? Sorry. Ardo. Ardo. Um, what you were just talking about are like more EQ, uh, emotional intelligence skills. And I love that the game has value for both. And you're going to see that, right? Both leadership and followership, as you put it, our high EQ skills. So it's going to be interesting dynamic of how, who you're bringing on because they're good at um, 
at good at a very specific tangible skill versus who you're bringing on because they have really high EQ skills. I'm going to go to the audience because we're finally getting some speakers up here. Awesome. So Crypto um, crypto Merlin, do um, you, you have comment or question or anything to add? Uh, yeah, hi. Can, can you can hear me? Can I just me? say hi? Hey, what's going on? What's hi, going friends. On? Yay, hi, friends. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. I'm I'm cooking dinner for the family right now. So, but I did just want to chime in real quick, um, just because I I've been a part of this community. I mean, I've known Ash. I've known like we're freaking digital pictures on the internet to each other. But like, That's and okay. the movement. We're digital picture friends. It's fine. Dang right. <laughs> Dang right. I mean, it, this is the uh, the metaverse. It's it's unfolding before us right now, right? Um, but I, I wanted to say, like, uh, I've been a part of this community for a while. I was I've been around the crypto community for a long time. I was a part of uh, uh, Decentraland when it first started. So, like, I've seen these communities kind of pop up and and evolve. And the Star Atlas community is something that is very unique to me that I've seen. And it, you've got not just people that are interested and that want to make money, but that are like trying to build community. And like Ardo over here has like, to me, become some somebody of a, uh, 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 like an inspiration along with Ash too. Like these voices that are out there are trying to create change within a culture uh, that has been very stagnant for a long time, you know, and we're, we're, we're building up a camaraderie, a community that is inspiring. It's very inspiring. And then on top of that, I just wanted to throw this out for people that are getting into that are just discovering star Atlas that may, like I, I heard the question of like, if you're not a gamer, and it's like, take what it is that you love in this verse, right? The physical verse. And you can make that happen in the metaverse. Like if you're into fashion, if you're into uh, community, if you're into leadership, do that. If you're into, you know, role playing, if you're into selling your wares, like there is something for everybody in this community. And I'm finding that uh, the Star Atlas community is very unique to that. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there while I'm, cooking dinner here and uh just welcome everybody that's discovering this world welcome <laughs> thanks so much for, for adding that perspective i love the energy and the vibe and the vibes you're pushing out there again it's something i noticed right off the bat when i was like looking at this it's like oh there's a whole world and community that seems to be forming and, and i'm sure your cooking skills will uh come to good use or something i I th i hope so that's the one thing i'm good at in this world um let's go to brian uh jump in um yeah hey guys um so quick question um i and i don't want this to be taken the wrong way like i definitely believe in the team and stuff but it seems like so you you mentioned think of anything you could do in the world you'll be able to do that in star atlas it seems like the star atlas team is kind of promising like uh, literally the universe and that sounds like a lot like why do you guys feel confident that you can deliver um, kind of everything that you're promising? So I guess one way to look at it is it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's just this open source world. Like think about, you know, Minecraft or Roblox and that kind of stuff. Like they are, they've, they've added so much into these spaces that it just offers so much opportunity for so many different people. And I think that, 
Yes, it's a grand vision that Star Atlas is creating, but it's also a long-term plan as well. So, I mean, I think, I don't know, does any you guys want to speak on that as well? But I think it's the grand vision and it's not something that's going to be right away, but as the project is built out over the years, there's stuff and the metaverse is more developed. I definitely think there will be so much opportunity for so many different people, right? Like the metaverse is going to revolutionize the way that we do so many things, the way that, that we, you know, consider the internet, the way that we use social media, the way that we just use um, the workforce, I think is, it's going to be incredibly impactful. Uh, may I, may I piggyback on that if I may? Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is, it is a very lofty goal. It is, uh, you know, it, who knows if it will be attained, but the, that's the whole beauty of it is that like, it's almost like at this point, the, the universe is our oyster. We can, we're figuring this out as we go. And that means that the limitations uh, are very, they're very small. Like there's going to be so much technological advances going forward. And, on top of that, it could fail. Like, I mean, there is always the possibility of that as with any investment, as with any new thing, it could fail. But the whole beauty of it is that we all see the potential and, and we are all working to make that potential an actuality. Like that, I think, is the what it comes down to at the very end of the day is that we're all, all of us, including, you know, the 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 founders and the creators of this we're all trying to bring this into reality and that is exciting that's very exciting i'll also say this too i'll also say this too um that was a really good point and and you got to kind of think too when when in life you decide to do something and you're like hey i'm going to do this you're building something you're working on it maybe you got a team of three guys with you uh you know guys or girls or or, or maybe it's just you by yourself you can motivate yourself for only so long, you know, um, you really have to be a strong minded person, but if you have a nice team behind you, you're transparent with the people that are supporting you and the people that are supporting you is a large group of people, a large community, and they're building things themselves. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they see the same vision. They're into the same, um, you know, wavelength as you. And, and it's all just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like compound interest, right? It just is all building on top of itself. And and that, I think, is what drives, you know, these uh, the Star Atlas team to do more, build more and complete this goal, because it's not like they have 5000 followers on Twitter and only 100 active people and 10 actually 10 people that are actually doing something. This is a large community we all believe in their goals. We fully understand that this game is not going to be complete for five to seven years. And we are just telling them and showing them that we believe in this too. And I think that makes them wake up in the morning and say, hey, we've got a job to do. We feel happy about this job and we've got to do it for these people. So I think that's kind of where, you know, to answer the question of like, why do we believe in it so much? Or why do we think it's going to work? Or, or, or you know, so I think that's kind of how it, uh, uh, it's a good way to look at it yeah absolutely and i think that it's it's another thing to point out is like any project is as good as its community and the community behind this project is so strong and they have so much faith in it and faith in each other which is an incredible thing to see well you gotta you gotta how about this was, was it brian is that brian yeah 
so if you don't believe in what you do, then there's no point in doing it, right? So in order for anything to come to fruition, you have to believe that it can, because the belief is what puts your practitioner to work. And so they have been doing just that, not only um, putting in the work with their team, but bringing in the people necessary to complete um, the, the task at hand, right? So some of, some members of some of the guilds who have shown off their talents have been recruited by Star Atlas uh, as staff. And so they're taking the necessary steps to complete the task on their roadmap. But again, um, as they said, it comes down to the community support. It comes down to the team support. But ultimately, having the belief that what you're trying to bring to the world can come to fruition and, and putting that together through your, your practicality. So Brian, love that question. I, and I want to make sure you follow up, have, if you have any follow-up questions or comments, make that. Um, and I, I really want to emphasize, I love that question because a healthy skepticism is always good. Um, but um, I'm, before I go back to you, Brian, just wanted to say that Lux, you be next, and then uh, Space Bull, you be after Lux. Brian, anything else to add or any other questions to add? No, yeah, that was helpful. Thank you. All right, well, go ahead, Lux. Uh, yes, hello, hello, everybody. What's going on, homie? It's good to see you up here. Uh, thank hey. you. Hey. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to say, um, you know, uh, piggy, piggybacking off of off of what Brian uh, was talking about is just like, yeah, like um, I'm just really inspired by the vision of Star Atlas, and it's like um, I, I'm looking forward to playing the game. It looks fun. I'm looking forward to, you know, making money in the game and and the opportunity for that and everything. Um, but I, I'm also just like inspired. I think that this. You know, this game is more than just a game. I think that it, it has the potential to actually have an impact on real life and, and, and transform our world and, and be a part of the evolutionary process of humanity. So, you know, that's really cool. And that's why I'm investing my time and energy and attention and learning as much as I can. But one of the questions that I had um, about that is, one of the things that I think that, that it can change and have an impact on the world is this metaverse economy that um, that is one of their goals. And because I see like in the in the future, in the next 10, 20 years, um, art, like um, AI and uh, robotic um, jobs in the real world are going to be taken up a lot more by um, by technology and stuff like that. So I think the metaverse gives gives people an opportunity to continue earning and just have a sense of human value and stuff like that. So, but I'm wondering, like, there's a lot of NPCs in the game. And it's like, you know, if this is going to be an economy, like what, if I'm like a business owner or I'm like a fleet owner in the game, what incentivizes me to hire like a real person janitor as opposed to just putting an a NPC in that, in that position? You know, like, so I was just wondering, does anybody have any insight about that? First of all, I just love the fact that we're talking and looking out for our janitors. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like you brought up janitors, right, Apalabu? 
Oh, that was all. That was all Moon Man. But I'm, I'm loving it. I'm piggybacking oh, on it. Yeah, I, oh, I missed that part of the conversation. <laughs> um. So I think the yeah, NPCs. Yeah, you gotta love the I janitors, think... man. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the NPCs, I think those are more of um a beginning thing, and then as the project evolves, you'll those will be you'll be able to hire actual crew members and stuff like that. I believe that that has been in discussion. If I'm not, am I correct in that, Ardo? Uh, what was your question again? Sorry. Oh, within for NPCs, it was um, why would I? Why would he hire out like a janitor guild or something like that if there's just NPCs that can do it? But I, I think I remember them saying that the NPCs are more for just in the beginning, and then as the project evolves and into the future, those NPCs you'll then be able to hire out real crew members and stuff like that to work with you. That is correct. And also, um, again, um, NPCs are nothing more than um, than AI, but they can never function on the level of a human. So um, they can't account for human emotion, human error. They can't account for um, change of mind, change of thought. So uh, NPCs, yes, they like for even you can have an uh, NPC pilot, but the NPC pilot is not going to operate like a human pilot. Um, so you may want to go right, but it goes left because it can't think like you. It's, it's thinking on an automated process, uh, based upon an algorithm of best outcomes. So yeah, it, it's, it's totally designed to be able to incorporate, um, a full blown borderless economy where you can then hire human janitors. You can hire human scientists and engineers and fuelers and miners, um, pilots uh crew members um artists you know all sorts of different um um employment opportunities that that'll exist inside of the star atlas space and, and i usually try to avoid actually adding anything of value to this conversation other than asking questions but one thing i will share is like the, the thing that fascinates me about this game is that it tries to mirror, it looks like it's trying to mirror as much of like real life as possible. And I think in real life, there is no perfect strategy. No one has solved the game that is life. Like, you know, um, they like you can solve checkers. Um, so I think that there will be strategies that make sense where you're like, I'm going to try to make sure I, I leverage as many NPCs as possible. And then there'll be strategies that make sense where you're like, I do not want a single NPC on my, on my team. Now what those strategies are, I do not know, but, but from what, from my understanding of just how real life works and how these tense things tend to evolve, I'm sure there'll be strategies on both ends of the spectrum for sure. And you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, a human janitor can do a lot better than an NPC janitor and can anticipate your needs, Lux. I'm just going to put that out there for our janitors. All right. Uh, any other questions or thoughts, uh, Lux? Um, yeah, I was, uh, two things I was going to say, yeah, maybe they'll, they'll have like some, uh, Janet, some, uh, you know, some, not necessarily guilt, but like unions, unions for, for workers and stuff like yes, to advocate. So yes. it's like, if you don't hire human janitors, like, you know, so you'll get some kind of penalty or something, Somebody but there's definitely, the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, de there's definitely in the, the game though, there's like, cause you can, you can level up your NPCs. Like if you, you know, train them all at the same university or something, 
and you do multiple missions with them, like their skills will improve somehow. That's awesome. I, I didn't know about that. That's really cool. Um, let's go to Space Bowl. Uh, jump in. All right. Thanks for having me. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Thanks for joining. Awesome. Uh, I just wanted to kind of continue the conversation that's kind of already going, um, you know, kind of based off what Brian originally brought up. Um, I just wanted to talk a little more specifically. I know it's not as like maybe uh, the fun part of the conversation, but it is a little bit more specifically to like what makes the vision possible and like the sort of grandiosity of it all. And I, and I think a lot of it is the scalability of the blockchain as well as, you know, the, you know, star Atlas being very, um, you know, very, very out there about how that this is going to take several years. And, uh, you know, we've got things like 6g internet, you know, on the cusp right now, uh, we've got, Unreal Engine 5, um, if, you, if anyone's studied that, you know, the, the, the speed at which you can develop these worlds and these environments now is just exponentially faster than it's ever been. And, and uh, the ability to have these, uh, you know, these hyper-realistic environments, um, you can create, you know, huge universes uh, based on an algorithm. And, you know, they might not be the most... Uh, the most interesting environments, but, um, you know, that's just an example of how big you can make, uh, some of these worlds and stuff. So I, I think it's a, it's a culmination of a, a few different things, uh, combined with also the open source nature, which a lot of people covered at some point, the scalability combined with the, the fact that everybody can kind of work on this thing. You know, it's not just one company. It's, it's like anybody can come in and kind of, you know, uh, add to this thing and, and build it. It's like a snowball effect sort of. So uh, that's pretty much what I got. Yeah. And I think that it's also, it's, you know, that's one of the big ideas is that anybody within the community, you know, whether they're in the community or on the development team can come up with an idea. And if it's a great idea for the project, like that idea can get implemented. And even with going even more into it with the um, DAO and the governance tokens, right? You'll be able to vote on certain things going forward. Um, you know, so if the, if somebody proposes something, like I know they're talking about proposing using Atlas for a, you know, to able what was it to like purchase ships or other things like that to have more utility for Atlas before the in-game play starts. Um, proposing these bills and then sending them to the DAO, and then everybody can vote on it. So it's really, you know, everybody has the ability to participate and help this project grow. And I think that that's something that really stands out, not only in this project, but in, in other blockchain games as well. It's giving power back to the gamers, right, um, and the people involved and invested in it. And I think that that's huge, and that's going to be really big for this industry. Yeah, love that. I I. I... I think it was during the interview where I heard Michael Wagner and Sia talk about the concept of opening up the doors eventually to others to come in and help um, design elements of the game. And um, and uh, this was mentioned very early on, but somebody mentioned that even over time, I think the owners of the game may eventually 
bow out and like the game is run exclusively by its actual players again just really exciting um prospects and definitely it's gonna be a lot of work <laughs> i'm glad i'm not the one building all the code for it but um very exciting prospects there i'm curious one of the things that i've been thinking about and maybe there's not a good answer to this, but how do we think? And 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 Lux, you mentioned this actually, so maybe this question I'll bring to you if you're if you're okay with that. How do you think that there um, things can exist or like be tried out in game that can be brought into the real world? Like I'm thinking, like if you can build an entire organization in the game, like could you replicate that organization in the real world? Could you try different models of organizations or 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 team teamwork or maybe even other things i can't even think about um, that could actually show up in the real world and change the way that we do things in the real world open to anybody but love to hear from lux on that one or anybody else who has any thoughts on on that um i so think one of the biggest good. things i think one of the biggest things is the governance that is, I think, something that's going to be like have an impact on the world because, like, as these corporations, well, yeah, they're DAX, so like decentralized autonomous corporations within this game, I think, are going to become very successful, like, in real life. Like, they're going to be controlling a lot of wealth, and that success is going to be noticed by the outside world. I think that the governments within the game are going to be like have a lot of uh, the participation of the community, have a lot of the consent of the community and just be like really good examples of how a government structure or a um, society should run. And the fact that, there, that, that people and organizations within this game are going to start to develop real world wealth and they're going to be having they're going to be an example of. Uh, a, a new model for for organization. I think that there, that that power and structure is gonna is gonna move out and have an impact on the on the real world and governments and uh, the way corporations and businesses and finance works in the real world. Totally yeah, I just want to say absolutely. Go ahead. Oh, go if ahead. anybody else go had ahead. anything else to add, I was just going to affirm. I think that, you know, the, the concept of like testing out things in a black box and then seeing if it works is fascinating. But oftentimes you're limited in what you can test and how you how I guess uh, in real world incentives plays a, a role. But Lux, I think what you're getting at is like because now the game is attached to real world assets, it's harder to argue against the result of it or like the the findings of like hey we we built an organization that was all decided by you know bottom up voting or something right or it, there were no leaders and we were able to make decisions nonetheless and and we're really successful now like can we test that in the real world because we've tested out in this place that has real world implications and it's sort of a safe sandbox in some way shape or form 